Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
Harry Allen, of course. Very distinct signature. I don't need to tell you that was Harry Allen, because nobody sounds like Harry Allen. Nobody plays like Harry Allen. And I'm sorry that wasn't Joe Cohn on there with him. Because Joe Cohn plays the same kind of interest in things as does Harry Allen. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You probably have friends who are always talking about how we should get rid of all the bad people. Throw the bums out. Get rid of all of them. A reader writes something that happened recently. This reader writes about something that happened recently. And don't ask me what it was. But this reader writes, about time. Hopefully this will clean out some bad people. <laughs> Cleaning out bad people is an interesting concept. Nothing new about it. Have you ever asked yourself where the bad people go once they've been cleaned out? What are you going to do with them? You know, some folks actually worked this out a long, long, long time ago. There was a time when bad people were put on boats and sent far away over the ocean blue. We are the result.
ding, 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 ding. Django and the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. On the third Friday in January, I had every intention of turning 77. As 76 was different from 75, I can expect 77 to be different from 76. At 75, I could walk without teetering. But something happened to my legs over the past 12 months that makes me feel like I'm giving birth every time I get out of a chair. It might surprise or even disgust young people to know that old people enjoy an occasional hug. But hugging at 76 is not like hugging at 50. At 76, cuddling in bed requires more planning than an assault on Ben Laden's compound. You must first announce your intentions. Otherwise, your wife might eagerly thrust her elbow into your eye, and that's the end of that right there. Or your heads might knock together if there's not some kind of agreed-upon plan. Eyes eyes are exceptionally vulnerable. This is why old people prefer to hug standing up. It is easier, and with four points on the ground, you don't need a walker. Old people cannot cuddle comfortably in bed because old people do not naturally fit together. Her chin is always hurting your bony shoulder, or you are losing the circulation in your right hand. There are always two or three extra uncomfortable arms that you could do without. And what do you do with your hands? Nothing is where it used to be. My wife Marsha and I have recently agreed that trying to cuddle in bed is like kickboxing in a steel cage with a skeleton. Any old man will agree with what I've just said about the necessity of approaching the hug or cuddle with a great deal of thought to preclude the possibility of injury. But there's a danger in taking too much time in preparing for a hug because you're very likely to think you were on the way to the bathroom and walk right out around her.
goodness. <laughs> Nobody can do that. I was just thinking, what would happen if Harry Allen had showed up at a gig where Coleman Hawkins was playing a Lester? Oh, my word, huh? <laughs> That'd been interesting. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. I've been putting off telling you about this, but today we're going to talk about procrastination. Structured procrastination. Psychologists suggest that procrastination, if structured, can have some benefits. Let me explain structured. <laughs> Marsha, the almost perfect woman, is sitting here listening to this. She's never heard this before. <laughs> because I just wrote it this morning. <laughs> Psychologists suggest that procrastination, if structured, can have some benefits. Let me explain structured procrastination. You know how when you have something that's hard to do, you put it off by doing some other easy, meaningless task, like sorting out a jumbled-up mess of screws by their length, you know, sorting them by their length in little jars? That's what psychologists call structured procrastination. Unless you are a type A person who can crush walnuts with the power of your mind, you can think of examples of structured procrastination in your own life. Oh yes, structured procrastination is the only thing that enables many of us to get anything done. The only time I clean up all the clutter in my office is when I'm putting off making a radio or television program.
Ghana. My wife who is gone now, we can talk now she's gone. I can say most anything I want to about her. She says, you know when you have those ear things on, you shout. I'm not shouting, am I? <laughs> Only when I was talking to her, I hope I don't shout. Do people who actually use computer programs write computer programs? Or do these 14-year-old computer gurus write computer programs while thinking to themselves, well, somebody might find a use for this. My computer guru advised me to shift over to Gmail from Outlook. The purpose of shifting over was to get rid of the spam. That was over a year ago. And I finally got around, I've had time to work on my Gmail, you know, learn something about the program, how to shift and shuffle and sort stuff on it. And I can't see that it is as flexible as Outlook. The program, the Gmail program, simply won't do what I want it to do. I like to sort and shift and put people in their own little boxes and sort by email and sort by every other kind of item. And I can't see that it is possible to do that with Gmail. This Gmail might be an adequate toy for people who want to keep in touch with a few friends, but it does not seem to be a management tool for a business. I can see that if I want to keep track of two or three thousand people, I can do it easier with the old Outlook program. If anyone would like to convince me that Gmail will handle 3,000 names and permit me to sort them according to the state they're in and the month in which they have their annual meeting, I stand ready to receive instruction. Oh, there's no problem with the 400 or so spam items that come into my Outlook box every day. I know how to sneak into the home computer in Rockland and delete every one of them before I even open the Outlook program.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry Allen here on The Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Difficulty in being a soloist of Harry Allen's magnitude is that it's hard to find another soloist who can stand on the stage alongside of you and do anything but doodle. A person like that should really just play with a rhythm section. The rhythm section was very good there, wasn't it? Very nice. Piano was holding his own. They say that if you look for something on the internet, the next time you click, there will be ads for that item on the side of your web page. And I only mention this because for the past few days I've been getting ads for luxury automobiles. <laughs> Why should anyone who scrapes by on Social Security be getting ads for luxury automobiles? My truck has 293 or 95,000 or so on it. If you can tell me what I could have possibly have done, what could I have done to warrant ads for a Jaguar automobile on my webpage? I wish you'd let me know. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Tell me what can worry be I'm crazy about my baby And my baby's crazy about me Mr. Cupid was our teacher That's the reason we agree I'm crazy about my baby And my baby's crazy about me Austin, get your book out Ready in your hand Keep a steady lookout You can understand It's an A1 combination with a perfect he and she I'm crazy about my baby And my baby's crazy about me I'm 
Who was that? Fletcher Henderson. I got a uh, water pick for my 77th birthday from my wife. Gave it to me a couple of days early. I got to write something about that, about this fellow, that old fellow that got a water pick. Just so he could clean his tooth. But now, more important things. Change, as you perhaps know, is not always for the better. In 1950, we had a wonderful hot lunch program. We'd walk the thousand feet or so down through the woods from the high school to the home ec building. We'd eat dinner. Pearl Wall was one of the cooks, I think. Betty Bradford was. That name sticks in my mind. As I recall here in tell, Pearl's husband, Forrest Wall, built all or part of the school building. We were well fed by our hot lunch program in 1950. We were not overweight in 1950. Hot lunch at the St. George High School was a community project. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody helped out. Then, around 1958, the town of St. George voted to go into a school administrative district with Thomaston, and things started to cost much more and go downhill from then.
Cool man Chu. Cool man Chu. I've told you this many times. I never forgot this show I went to in Thomaston maybe 50, 50 years ago. And this woman got up on the stage and said, Many men smoke, but Fu Men Chew. <laughs> many men smoke, but Fu Men Chew. I've always remembered that. That showed me a lot. And we just listened to Harry Allen playing Cool Man Chew, C-H-U. And before long, we're going to hear Harry Allen play the Four Brothers, although how he's going to do it all by himself, we are going to have to find out. Will you please do me a favor, look up the word. What's that? What in the word is that? Well, my word, the wind came up as the wind chimes. Will you look up the word a lot, A-L-O-T, on the Internet? If you do, and I hope you do, is worth your while. A lot is a big furry cartoon and animal invented by... Well, you can read about the a lot. I got on this a lot kick after getting a letter from a grandchild who used a lot as one word. I cried. I wiped my tears from my eyes. What are they teaching in second grade nowadays? I called her up, and we talked about a lot, a lot. Hopefully, this grandchild will never forget for the rest of her life that a lot is a big cartoon animal. Being a descriptive and not a prescriptive linguist, I have nothing at all against anything anybody thinks, says, or does, irregardless. But I do want the kids to at least be aware that there are people who articulate the t, 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 and often, and there are people who do not articulate the T in often. Often. I see him often. And although nobody in polite company even raises an eyebrow, when they hear you articulate that T in often, some of them will never look at you again without seeing that T branded on your forehead. Yes, when it comes to grammar, I am a snob. <laughs> Pretty clothes have never been mine. 
Wingy Manone here on The Humble Farmer, where you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, with any luck at all. Love to hear from you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. I drink grape drink. Grape drink comes in quart bottles, and because companies are no longer required to tell consumers where anything comes from, guess why? My grape drink might well have been might well have been bottled in Bangkok by barefooted child laborers with blue feet and runny noses. And that's only their day job. I don't drink grape drink straight for two reasons. One, it's very expensive, and two, it's too strong if you drink it straight. So I fill a glass about half an inch from the top. You might do this too. I fill a glass about half an inch from the top with water and top it off with grape drink. As my wife says, Why do you fill that glass all full? You know you're going to spill it. And I might have five or six grape juice and water cocktails during the day because you know as well as I do that the body requires liquids. One morning there was a round quart bottle in the refrigerator beside my grape concentrate and I asked my wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, what was in that round quart bottle? Got that? There was a round quart bottle in there. I said, what is in that round quart bottle? She said, oh, in that round quart bottle there is your grape drink. Get it? She had made iced tea for herself and put it in the rectangular grape bottle and put my grape concentrate in the round bottle. And when she looked at the grape bottle containing her iced tea when I held it up in front of her, she said, sounding very much like Baby Bear, someone's been drinking my iced tea. This was true. The other day I'd made myself several grape juice and water cocktails out of iced tea and water, and I'd never noticed the difference, which just goes to show...
3 minutes and 15 seconds long. I'm going to write that down before I forget it. 3 minutes and 15 seconds long. Harry Allen. Oh, here is a letter. Thank you for writing, by the way. Love to get your letters. Here is a letter from Robert in Brunswick. And over the past 35 years, Robert has written me hundreds of letters. And once again, Robert has really outdone himself. Robert is talking about Florida when he says, When they burn the sugar cane in West Palm Beach County, the smoke drifts across county lines into Broward County, and my late mother's condo windows get coated with something that feels to me like caramel, but does not come off with any household cleaner or Windex. I have to hire a Mexican who uses something strong enough for killing rats to clean the outside of the windows. So much for the air quality in Florida, the sunshine state. Thank you. 